Hello and welcome back to Classical Music Spotlight and recordings made by the Utah Symphony Orchestra conducted by Maurice Abravanel. Of music of Piotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky, recorded for Vox Records in the mid-1970s. During this podcast, I have music from four different albums, and I'll give you more album information later in the podcast. First, here's a bit more of that opening movement of Tchaikovsky's Symphony No. 1. Music from the first movement of Tchaikovsky's Symphony No. 1. Founded in 1940, the Utah Symphony became recognized as a leading American ensemble largely through the efforts of Maurice Bravanel, its music director from 1947 to 1979. During his tenure, the orchestra undertook four international tours and released over 100 recordings on labels such as Angel Records, CBS Masterworks, Dorian, Harmonia Mundi, London Records, and of course, Fox Records. Here they are with the beginning of Tchaikovsky's Symphony No. 2, subtitled Little Russian, that begins with a gorgeous horn solo.
That was from Tchaikovsky's Symphony No. 2. Maurice Bravanel, the longtime music director of the Utah Symphony, was an American citizen of Spanish and Portuguese ancestry who was born in Greece and raised in Switzerland, where he first conducted at the age of 16. When the Metropolitan Opera engaged him in 1936, he was the youngest conductor to ever step onto its podium. Here's the orchestra, the Utah Symphony, with the third movement, the Scherzo from Tchaikovsky's Symphony No. 4, that begins with the string instruments playing pizzicato, which means the string players are plucking the strings of their instruments. That was from Tchaikovsky's Fourth Symphony. When these recordings were first released in 1974, Richard Fried wrote in his excellent album Liner Notes, For the last 30 years or more, it has been fashionable in certain circles to exhibit a disdain for the music of Tchaikovsky. During this period, all Tchaikovsky concerts continued to be sellouts, but that only confirmed that his music had committed the offense of becoming too popular. Whatever Tchaikovsky's sin may have been, ignorance of orchestral technique was not one of them. The symphonies, tone poems, and ballet scores are no less remarkable for their craftsmanship and superbly achieved orchestral color than for their abundance of memorable tunes. Here's the waltz or waltz movement from Symphony No. 5, 
with exactly the kind of beautiful melody that audiences have persisted in enjoying for the past hundred years. That was from Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. On the 22nd of February, 1893, after his return from a winter trip to Paris, Tchaikovsky wrote to his nephew, Vladimir Davidov, to whom he dedicated his The Sixth Symphony, just as I was starting on my trip, the idea for a new symphony came to me and during my trip, as I composed it in my mind. When you go on holiday, what do you do? Apparently, Tchaikovsky composed symphonies in his head. Six months later, in August, Tchaikovsky wrote to his nephew, The symphony is progressing. I'm very pleased with what is in it, but I'm not completely satisfied with the orchestration. In October, same year when he sent his score to the publisher, he wrote, The public did not really dislike the work, but was somewhat bewildered by it. As far as I'm concerned, I am more proud of it than any other work of mine. Here is the beautiful opening to this symphony with a solo bassoon playing the melody over murmuring strings.
That was a bit of the opening movement of Tchaikovsky's Sixth Symphony. From a recording on Vox Records, part of a whole series with the Utah Symphony conducted by Maurice Abravanel, all of these recordings were first released in 1974. Vox Records was founded in 1945, and many of their finest recordings featured performances by American orchestras, recorded by the amazing Elite Recordings production team of Marco Borg and Joanna Nikrentz. To this day, these recordings are considered some of the finest orchestral recordings ever made. Here's the beginning of Romeo and Juliet, the fantasy overture after Shakespeare, that highlights Tchaikovsky's wonderful ability as an orchestrator. Music from Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet Overture. All of the music in this podcast comes from a series of recordings made by the Utah Symphony conducted by Maurice Bravanel, dedicated to the music of Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky, originally recorded for Vox Records almost five decades ago and now being re-released by Naxos in ultra-high-definition sound. For anyone interested in finding these albums, either digitally or physically, the details are Vox, catalog number 3020 has the symphony number 1 and 2. Vox 3022 has the symphony 4 and the Romeo and Juliet overture. 
Vox 3023 has the Symphony 5 and the 1812 Overture, and Vox 3024 has Symphony No. 6 and the Hamlet Overture. Here's a bit of the Hamlet Overture. That was music from Tchaikovsky's Hamlet Overture. All of the music in this podcast comes from a series of wonderful recordings with the Utah Symphony Orchestra under Maurice Bravenel and the music of Tchaikovsky. Done for Vox Records in the 1970s and thanks to Naxos, now available again, either on disc or digitally. To end the podcast, here's the very ending of Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture an audience favorite since it was first performed in 1882, and a warning, if you're driving, watch that gas pedal. This piece can cause involuntary speeding. I'm Raymond Bechet. Thanks for joining me. So long for now. (laughs) ¶¶